Today on the show, we're talking about frugal life hacks. Welcome to Simple Money Solutions Podcast, your path to financial independence through deliberate lifestyle choices. My name's Courtney. I'm joined with Trevor, Mike, and our very special guest, Ron Kennedy. So today we're talking about we're talking about frugal living, and our and we're coming together with frugal life hacks. And we have Ron with us today. He is one of our our dedicated listeners who has he sent us emails full of so many great ideas. And we finally have him on the show today, and we're really really excited. And so it's Ron, it's it's great to have you with us. And we are joined with Mike and Trevor today as well. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm happy to be here. Ron, how did you hear about the show? I was um, got an iPad for myself through Air Miles. I don't spend money on Apple products. Thank you, Trevor. <laughs> 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 Ooh, but I will Ron, trade, we get to keep you. I will trade Air Miles, which I get from uh, one of my credit cards that I use. And I saw, okay. So then I thought, well, you know, what can I use it for? And I went through uh, iTunes U and then I went into podcasts and I just searched for financial uh, advice Canada or personal financial advice Canada. Your podcast came up and I started listening and basically everything Trevor said, like slapped my forehead. Heck, I'm doing that. I'm doing that. And so it's a confirmation bias, I guess they call it. I thought, holy crow, this guy is really smart. <laughs> no, but it well, is. Because, uh, it is great. I agree with <laughs> it is great to to just to listen to like-minded people, and maybe if you're not resonating with the rest of society, at least you know you're resonating with somebody. Uh, well, yeah, and I do know I resonate with my kids because uh, <laughs> they have absorbed coming up on you know, 24 and 28 years of uh, listen to me. Uh, well, what, was you, what would I say? Um, pontificate about uh, how to live your life. <laughs> yeah, as a parent. They, they see me doing it, not just pontificate, but, you know, living the life of um, how to be frugal. No, that's an important skill. And you're right. A lot of times your kids pick up more from what you do rather than what you say. Yeah. And I, I want to comment too on that. I mean, it's easy for your parents to kind of go off and ramble off about, about this nice concept and theory. And they're a lot older than you and, and maybe they don't know exactly where you are. And, but, but if for you to actually be going through and, and, and implementing the frugal advice and, and all the personal finance uh, things that you advocate about is, is you're setting a good example for them. Well, you have to, as a parent, I think it's, um, your job it's a requirement uh, to to lead the way right or at least point out the way if you can't lead it say well or and you know you have to be willing to admit uh your shortcomings right say oh geez i wish i had done that or i could have done this better you know there's no shame in saying that you you sort of took a wrong turn there but as long as you recognize it and get back on track well i know then, my uh, it's all good i know my parents said you can't you can't afford to make all the mistakes yourself you have to learn from s some of the mistakes my parents made so it's <laughs> yeah there's not enough time yeah. to make them all yourself i like that so i, I want to lead off this episode before we drop into our listeners what we're uh, how we're structuring this show is we are going to we're going to do a little round table session we're each going to drop down we'll go one by one I'll, uh, I'll ask Ron, Mike, and Trevor for kind of their their frugal life hacks. One by one, we'll kind of hash those out. But before we even get to that point, I, I want to lay down my own. I have a couple of questions for you guys, and I do want to lay down a kind of a definition from, of course, an article. We love referencing articles here. So 
I found a definition. This one is from topmoneyhacks.com. And there's kind of a, a little, it's kind of a five part definition. So each, there's like kind of five key core parts of the definition. I want to lay that down, get your opinion on it, and I get your own definitions as well. So um, it, this, this definition starts off by saying, a frugal philosophy allows you to determine the things you truly need in life to be happy and strip away the excess. So, if, I mean, so that, that's that's a little piece of it. Um, it and the next piece that I really like is frugality encourages you to spend money on experiences. Um, frugal living supports the idea of value for money. Um, you, with frugal living, you throw consumerism out of the window. And the last piece of it is you forget about keeping up with the Joneses. So we've kind of talked about all these core concepts individually throughout different episodes, but I think they all really tie, like this definition says, to frugality. So let's break down the first one here. I just want your take on on this definition that I found. So uh, frugal philosophy allows you to determine the things you truly need in life to be happy and strip away the excess. Well, you know, if, if I had to sort of just outline, you know, my definition of a frugal life hack, I think it would be, it, it, it ha- would have three ingredients. It has to be something that's accessible to everybody. It has to require some form of discipline to begin it, and it has to be sustainable. So for me, if those three things aren't present, it really isn't a good frugal life hack. I'd agree with that. That's um, pretty basic uh, assumptions. I mean, what are your needs? You have your hierarchy of needs, you know, air, food, uh, water, shelter, clothing. After that, it's extras, right? She's luxury. <laughs> so. Uh, well, I mean, uh, your uh, preference for certain products. Uh, <laughs> Apple, Lee Valley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I was not going to make a brand uh, mention, but if you want. Anyway, uh, so yeah, we don't really need anything above and beyond, you know, having enough food and shelter and do we really need to have the uh, latest fashions? No, we won't die if we don't have them. Although a teenager Might may say, you. oh, dad, I'm going to die if you don't get me that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, what's necessary for uh, living? And, and, and you know, uh, if we're going to live, want to live, uh, happiness is where you find it, I think. It's, um, it's not dependent on how much money you have. You're really well, above a certain amount, right? If you're always scrambling to get the next meal, yeah, then you're focused on eating. But above a certain amount, a certain minimum amount, your happiness is not dependent upon how much money you have. It may be dependent on, like you say, experiences or your health or your family or your job satisfaction, depending on wealth. I heard a thing saying uh, in the past, it, money is the, lu- the lubricant of life. Not enough of it in life is a grind, and too much of it in your life kind of loses direction. What about you, Mike? Uh, do you want to chime in with kind of what you define um, frugal living as and, and doesn't touch on any kind of the, the five-point definition that I threw out earlier? Uh, I want to go back to, to Trevor's. What was, what was the first thing you said? It was... Uh, it, it has to be accessible to everybody. Accessible to everybody. So I, I don't like, so going to Courtney's as well, is that not like, like to be accessible to everyone, is that not keeping up with the Joneses? Like, uh, well, no, like, the, there's no sense having a frugal life hack that only a, a small cross section of the population has access to. Let's just say 
your frugal life hack was you you were uh, you flew an airplane to work instead of drove a car. It's crazy, but just say it was. Not everybody has access to an airplane, you know. So I, I just think it needs to be something that everyone can access. Otherwise, it, it's not a useful life hack to most people. It's only like useful to to certain people. But I guess like, I think you need to find. I guess this part of my definition is you got to find life hacks that work for you. So like, it, what matters to like your neighbor or like the the Joneses. Uh, what their life hacks are if they don't work for them but they work for you they, they, I, I think um, so, that's a big thing like so what you're saying finding, is, is it, it, it doesn't necessarily need to be important to everybody but I'm saying it needs to be accessible yes. to everybody okay I, I see what you're saying so it's something but so what like so what if say the Jones is down the road if they can't access that same thing does does that matter like well, if they don't have access to it, it obviously is not a, a frugal life hack they can use. Well, just to jump in here, all the ones I'm thinking of are accessible to everybody. Like it might so, require it might require you to learn a special skill, but everyone has the ability to learn that skill, either using YouTube as a resource or books or whatever. You may not have the ability right now, but this makes me really curious to to kind of hear all of your life hacks based on that Trevor because I mean that just means kind of I get where I'm kind of like theoreticizing about what level these life hacks are like the the kind of the basic ground root level of your life hacks so I, I think what better time to jump into the life hacks so um Trevor do you do you want to lead off with maybe your first life hack to kind of give us some insight into to where your head is at um with 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 your frugal life hacks okay so my first frugal life hack is the library and it sounds simplistic but the library is, I, I also, I don't have an allergic reaction to buying books. I do buy books, but I use the library in a whole bunch of ways. So one thing is the library is pretty much accessible to everybody. It, it helps me solve everyday problems. You know, I go there for information. I can borrow books. I, I can uh, get movies. I can use the internet. It's also just a meeting place where people go to, you know, I meet friends there. And, and they also have a digital section. You can download audio books. You can download ebooks, And Sometimes I just go there and I look at a book and if it's say it's a reference book, I'll test drive the book. You know, I read a couple of chapters and say, you know what, I want this on my bookshelf, so I'm going to go buy it. So it's just something that it's a resource that's free, so it costs nothing. It's available to everybody and it helps solve problems, day day to day problems like resources, information. So that that is my frugal life hack. I spend a more time in the library than I do bookstores. I'll jump in there too. I also was going to say the library. My kids um, both now <laughs> just love it. My daughter says it's like the best bargain in town. And you have the whole world at your fingertips. I uh, canceled my newspaper subscription and I get basically any newspaper in the world through my library connection uh, portal on the computer. And uh, what could be better, right? Any book that I want, if it's not in the library, they can probably get it from somewhere, interlibrary loan type stuff. And, and I've actually done know. that. I, I've actually gone to the library, particularly if it's a Canadian author, and I've said, you know, that you don't have this book, but I really want it. And they've actually ordered it in. So they will get books. And if it's a Canadian author, they'll actually, without question, get it. Yes. Yeah. And they're, they're good, you know, uh, very helpful. Um, great resource and like you say available to anybody who's breathing yeah yeah 
So, um, Ron, do you want to move on to, we'll move on to one of your life hacks. So library was one of yours. I mean, uh, that's, a, that's a good thing. We, we hope that everyone's life hacks kind of overlap because that means we're all on the same page. But Ron, do you have another one that you'd love to share with us? I do. And this one is one that Trevor has mentioned in a previous podcast, used cars. Yes. At um, my present car or, or, and also keep the darn thing until the wheels fall off or it becomes so expensive to maintain it that it's not worth maintaining it anymore. You, obviously, you can keep any car on the road if you want to sink enough money into it. So it's a sort of a, a toss-up. But I keep my cars, uh, you know, until they're 14, 17 years old and uh, just run them into the ground. I know I'm losing money on gas efficiency or ga gas mileage uh, for an older vehicle. But, um, you know, the cost and the upfront cost was so slight that I think I'm coming out better in the end. And, you know, with repairs, I used to struggle with, you know, when a car reaches a certain age and has, you know, a certain number of kilometers on it, do you actually, is it worth the repair? And my wife come up with the strategy saying, if just say the repair was $500, you know, if that is what you would have made in a car payment, that car only has to last you another 30 days to justify that expense. So I, I too have old cars and I, and I wrestle with, you know, when is it time to pack it in? You know, you're spending too much on repairs. And, and for me, it's when it, it lets me down or, or it, it's reliability, it, it, you know, fails me too many times. That's the, the breaking point for me. Uh, speaking of that, uh, this was several years ago. I was driving uh, my daughter across the country to go to university in Montreal. And um, I had a 14-year-old uh, minivan. And she's like, Dad, we can't use that. <laughs> what if it breaks down? And I said, what if it breaks down? So what? That's what my wife Just says. Go, go to the next town. If it can be fixed, we'll fix it. If it can't be fixed, we'll buy a new one or buy another one and just keep on going. Who cares? It doesn't owe you anything after 14 years. You know, I, me and my wife have this, I'll say it's not an argument, a discussion. I, you know, we have a 14-year-old car and I'll say, well, let's take the newer one. I mean, it's only 12 years old. It's not much, not much newer. Because I don't want to break down. She goes, well, what, who, who cares? Like, what if you do break down? Is it really the end of the world? So I, I get wound up about, you know, my car letting me down. But the consequences are really not that great. No, no, they're not. I mean, you may be in that case that I quoted. May have been delayed a day or two. But we had like a whole week to get across Canada and, you know, go visit relatives. Oh, all right, well, cut one cut a day off at one place and cut another day off at another place. And away you go, right? You cut some time out here and there and you get to university on the, uh, when you have to be there. And it all works out good. You know, one of, the things I had, uh, one of the things I didn't say in my definition is a frugal life hack should solve an everyday problem, you know, a life problem. And I originally thought, no, buying a used car doesn't because you only sort of do that maybe every 10 years. But you actually rely on that as a transportation every day. So it kind of does solve an, you know, having that used car does solve an everyday problem. And Trevor, yeah. that was actually a question I wanted to ask. And it, the one that I want to throw at you guys at the beginning. And so Mike and Ron, I'd love your take on kind of what Trevor said. Do you guys agree with that, that a frugal life hack should impact you every single day? Uh, Mike, what do you think of this? Yeah, I think it should be like, 
frugal life hacks uh a lot of all we're talking about they're little things that add up over time so if you're not doing it every day it's not going to add up over like a, a great stretch of period of time like it won't be noticeable enough it won't benefit you enough yeah 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 so like some of these are just like small little things so like like I don't know, like if, if you kept, if you just every once in a while were doing it, like once a month, you're, you're not going to notice the benefits of it. What about you, Ron? Um, I think, uh, yeah, it's an everyday affect, but it, it's the way you have to look at it. Then so far as, like I said, uh, I like to call the philosophy of frugality. Every day you have to be aware of what you're doing and how it's going to affect your overall financial uh, picture so uh, if you have a used car or a new car um, it's just transportation you can't get your let your ego get involved in this decision in the end it's just going to get you from point a to point b hopefully without any trouble and if you look at it that way then yeah used car is uh, an everyday use for um, being frugal or an everyday way of being frugal, I guess. So, Mike, let's move on to one of your and your first uh, frugal life hack. So my uh, first frugal life hack is uh, to make a lunch. Um, a lot of people, and I know uh, working in the like the corporate world or whatnot, you see a lot of people that go out for lunch every day. And uh, like, if you're not keeping track of expenses, you just think, okay, $5 here, like $10 every day and whatever. But if you actually start adding it up, it adds up in a hurry. So like if say lunch costs $10 and you go five times in the week, it's 50 bucks in a week. Uh, for me, I like to make a sandwich every day for lunch. And if you add that up, uh, probably I, I don't spend more than $15 in all my stuff for all, the whole week of sandwiches. Uh, so making lunches, you can just save so, so much money there. And it's something obviously you do every day. And Everyone can access the grocery store to buy food for lunches. But what do you think about what about the social aspect? You know, the the camaraderie with your your fellow coworkers. Um, do you feel, so I know do you feel like an outsider? Do you feel like you're isolated from from a group of people because of that? So what a lot of people did, and what you can try to suggest is instead of going and sitting down in a restaurant, a lot of people would go like to a subway. They go somewhere, pick up food, and come back to the office. So you can either suggest to eat outside, or you can suggest to eat still in your like your your office cafeteria or whatever. But I think there there's a lot of chances where you can actually still like eat with your coworkers and stuff, even if they're eating out. Well, I can say I, I haven't packed a lunch in 20 years, and it's because I live about six minutes from work. So I, I, I haven't had to develop that frugal life hack, but I absolutely would not buy lunch every day. And I see people do it, and it, it, it's outrageous. What, it, I, I know what those meals cost, and you do the math on that, it's a big number. Oh, yeah. My whole working life, I uh, brought my own lunch, and I made... Uh, uh, thermos of tea. I still have that thermos. I, I don't use it anymore since I'm retired. But um, that was it. You know, why spend the money? I'm working. I'm trading my hours of my life for a certain amount of uh, resources that I can use elsewhere. And, you know, I want to save those, uh, get the best value that I can out of those hours that I'm spending. And actually, Mike, that was actually one of my I one of my frugal life hacks, and I I complete agree completely with you in that 
it's it really makes a difference every single day and, and you notice it i mean you go out for lunch even when you if you ever do go for lunch you can kind of imagine what that would be like every single day okay uh, yeah yeah back to you ron it, it's definitely your turn for uh load load another one on us all right so um this would fall under i guess personal care type stuff haircutting mani pedis um stuff like that when i was at university uh uh, Trevor, you probably remember this, uh, Consumers Distributing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, there's, <laughs> Very. There's a, time. a long time since. Fill us in. Around. Fill us young folks in on that. Wow. Um, well, no, it was just like. Um, a catalog shopping store. like. Yeah. It was like walking into Lee Valley, but it was, it was, it was like a department store. Okay, uh, okay. Just a low cost. Anyway, I got a set of hair clippers and uh, had my girlfriend at the time who became my wife. And yeah, just cut my hair, right? I went to the barber, um, got it styled the way I want it. And she looked at it and said, yeah, I can do that. So ever since then, it's been an awful, well, I'm not sure I ever went back to a barber. What is the cost now for a haircut? I have no idea, but I ain't paying it. <laughs> well, Mike, you'd know, right? What, yeah, what? It's, about a, it's about $20. So no, I, I'm going to say it's more like 30 because I used to get it done. When I, I, I do the same thing you do, Ron. I absolutely, I never thought of that as a frugal life hack, but my wife cuts my hair with clippers. And yep. it is a, it, I remember paying 30 bucks to get it cut at Zeller's. So here, that's a bit of a time shift. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I, that, that, that's a fabulous one. And I, I don't know why I didn't even think of that because I just had my hair cut last week by my wife. And it, well, all of these are just so ingrained in us that we don't think of them. Anymore, that's true. Right? You just forget that you're doing it. Yeah. But that's a huge um, saver. Yeah. It is. And, and then, you know, Manny Petty's all right. So girls may go out, get a nail salon if it's something like a wedding or some really fancy. Maybe they have the Christmas party at the office and they want to look real. But you don't really have to go there every week or every month or however often you do. I mean, yeah, you know, you can buy nail polish yourself. Well, and right? it kind of it takes a specialness away from it. If you did just do those things for weddings or special occasions, you would feel like, like you've done a lot more for that event than if you went and got these things done on a regular basis. So yeah, to chime right. in as a, as a female voice here, um, in the, I, because I'm living in the city now, the price for haircut, like a female haircut, just I guess we have because long hair, it is like easily $80. $80. I'm not even exaggerating. $80 wow. for a trim. So, so it's, do you have a friend who may be able to do this? You can trade services. <laughs> well, yeah, you will. I actually, my sister cut my hair one time. She did cut my hair one time. So I guess, I guess that counts. But it, but for me, it's, I mean, some people, I, I never get my hair layered. It's just kind of one blunt length. So, I mean, and I, I've never dyed my hair either. So I guess it's kind of the emphasis people put on that. But I never thought that maybe having low maintenance hair was, was, was able to be a, a, a frugal life hack. And, and then also I never paint my nails too. So maybe that way of just kind of being also just translate yeah. naturally over to a frugal life hack. And you know, one of the other benefits of, of Ron's frugal life hack is, you can have your hair, like I like my hair really short. I can have it short all the time. So I, the frequency which I can get it to cut is probably more than I was willing to pay at 30 bucks a pop. No waiting. Yeah, that's the other one. I love you that. Know, it's like <laughs> and you know, every time I went to get my hair done, there was always like six perms and, and eight colors going on and the wait was going to be like forever. And I was at Zeller's, which was a department store, and I, I ended up putting my time shopping and actually it would cost me more money than just the haircut. 
So I do want to be kind of a devil's advocate right now because, and, and Mike, this question is directed at you. Um, so you, you told me your, you, you and your friends used to kind of cut each other's hair, but you now go out to get it cut. Um, can you speak to a little bit to that and maybe if there is differences in the quality of haircut or why you decided to do that? So I'm going to correct your story there a little. My, uh, we, me and my friends, we actually never, we talked about cutting each other's hair, but we get, we all get a little too scared by it. And, uh, <laughs> there's too much pressure there. Um, Makes sense. <laughs> but, uh, the, the big thing you don't that want, I you, find, you don't want a haircut story starting with hold my beer, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, so the, the big thing, um, uh, that I, I, I go for a haircut every month and, um, the, the thing I like about it right now being a young professional and stuff is, um, they, they keep you up to date with the styles. So I know slowly the styles are transitioning and stuff. So it, it keeps you feeling, um, like you're, you're on, you're, you're a trendsetter, I guess. And, um, it's something, I don't know, it's probably part of that, like, um, uh, you said earlier on, like a financial ego or whatever. So it's definitely, I think at first it's something that I'll, I'm doing, but I, I think it's eventually as I, I get older and I'm less worried about, uh, uh, I guess my ego, I'll call it. I, I'm, I'll probably end up getting rid of uh, getting it cut on a regular basis. Right now, I, I, it's what, I like keeping up with those styles and stuff. Are you suggesting 50-year-old but... men don't care what they look like? <laughs> maybe a little less, uh, but... but... <laughs> We're satisfied I, with how we look. <laughs> Mike, I, I do want to add in there, though. It's not like you are, it's not like you're being kind of a trendsetter in every area of your life. It's not like I, I know for a fact that you do not go out and, and make sure you always have the latest fashion. I mean, I, I, that guys, I think as a person of finances, it's moderation. It's, it's, it's being focused. Yeah, I, like that's, that's a true point because like I know my clothes and stuff, some of them are like, eight five to eight years old but I, I something else actually the last haircut i got in december uh the barber like I, I get a more standard kind of cut and um in ottawa we have a lot of government people and he was saying that he cuts a lot of government people's hair the same way so he was assuming i was in the government i, I don't work in the government but he was assuming that so i thought that was kind of interesting and then he was talking about how people who don't work in the government get more uh, uh exciting haircuts and he was uh, he actually got me kind of directed in that direction now well, to uh, continue this, you don't really have to go every month. If you went every like twice a year, every six months, and then you did, you could sort of just keep it neat until you got back. Uh, unless, of course, your job is as a male model, in which case you have to be on top of the, the styles, I guess. Actually, I like that. Even if you went every third or fourth time, how far would your haircut be moving away from that original cut? That, that's a good point. Yeah. So, um, who, who's up next? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm up next. Uh, it's me. <laughs> and I, I want to get this out before somebody steals it. So, <laughs> so my frugal life hack, my second one is cord cutting, you know, not ha getting rid of cable TV, you know, oh, I, this is good. This I, is good. I got rid of that years ago when it, when, when it wasn't a thing and, and we were freaks because of it. But I, I actually thoroughly enjoy, uh, finding alternatives to my viewing entertainment you know seeking it out it, it's almost a challenge it's, it's like a hobby to find a that sporting event or, or or other things and i love the flexibility where you know if the nhl hockey playoffs are on i can get that subscription service for just those playoffs and then and then discontinue it when it's over and I, it also it also reduces the amount of time you sit in front of a tv with the broadcast tv model and you tend to be more uh 
purpose driven of your what you're going to watch because it's on demand. So you can just go and say, "I'm going to watch this when it's over. I'm done." So it 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 kind of affects more than just the TV aspect of my life. I I tend to watch TV more purposefully. Yeah, I got I got a question. I got a question. Wait, wait, um, wait. Let me, let me get rid sorry, of the soapbox. Sorry, I'm, pull, I'm, pulling, I'm pulling you down off your soapbox. <laughs> okay, We're, okay. Trevor, we have expectations that we chit-chat. Our critics expect us yeah, to yeah, chit-chat. Okay, okay, okay. So we got to chit-chat here. Okay. Um, what about, because we talked about survival, like um, our, our life hacks being about survival, you know, food, shelter, and whatnot. So is this, that's not really a survival thing, entertainment. Yeah, you, you, you know, I, I'll give you that, but... Just to stay up to up to date with the news and in, in, in weather and stuff like that. So there is some sort of day to day information needs that you're going to get out of it. So entertainment maybe, but I do end up watching the news and things like that without having cable. So, are, but is your is do you have you found that cord cutting and, and maybe pulling in multiple subscription services and, and multiple different specific services like that is cheaper, more economical than the, than subscribing to the broadcast model. Well, it's more flexible. So and that flexibility, I think translates into savings. Well, I don't even, I agree with you. And that was one of my uh, hacks, cut the cord, except I've never had the cord. I've never had cable. I get over the air broadcast and started off with rabbit ears. And now it's just a little, uh, antenna that I stick in the window and it's virtually invisible and that's all I need to, to see. I do miss PBS, uh, but I can get PBS shows through the library and, um, you know, get um, a whole season and uh, DVD set and watch it one every night and bam, 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 at the end of the week, I finish the, <laughs> that series or that season and I'll go get the next season. No, I, I so, Ron, I... I love the idea of um, using an antenna. Now, if I live in a pretty rural area, and so I, I've tried a, an antenna and didn't have much luck with it. There's a, some websites I've been to where a lot of people have great success, but I think you have to live in more of an urban environment to really get the reception. Do you, do you find that, or is it just... Oh, me? yes. Uh, when I was in southern Ontario, you had like a whole load of uh, over-the-air channels coming across the border from uh, Buffalo. There was a tremendous number of over-the-air channels. Right now, I, I get about five all-Canadian, no U.S. Uh, channels, but that gives me the news that I... I do, I do want to ask, Rob. I, I, so- I just want to say, what, brought, what got me thinking of this frugal life hack is I work with a guy who he, he just negotiated a better cable package with his provider, and he's saving 50 bucks a month doing it. And I thought, I spend $50 a month on just internet access and that's all I have. He's spending almost $250 a month on cable and internet uh, services. Like that is the savings opportunity is I had no idea. I haven't had cable for so long. I had no idea it cost that much. So the, the, the savings, if you have the, the, the high end package, you can spend in excess of $200 just on cable TV. Ron, I do want to ask, um, if, so you've never had cable. So what was kind of what was it like? How did your kids respond to that? I mean, with with society expecting you to have certain things, how how, how was that landscape growing up? To give you a little background, I grew up in northern Ontario, and there was no cable. Once the kids uh, we moved down to southern Ontario, and uh, we had uh, over the air uh, broadcast. Uh, so there was you know several channels that the kids could watch. 
And when we moved out to uh, Western Canada, where we are now, the house uh, that we moved into, the cable was hooked up and the company provided it for a month. And then they said, you have to uh, pay uh, if you want to keep on it. And I asked the kids, what do you want? You want internet or you want cable? You do not get both. I love that. <laughs> and both of them said, Internet, internet, internet. You know, if you can think of the Simpsons kids, uh, Bart and Lisa, <laughs> jumping up and down, <laughs> whatever. That's what they were like. They're no quite. We and really, you know, talking about your friend. How can you find time to use that much? I know stuff coming into your house. I mean, you could not sleep. Yeah, internet's kind of the two in one. Like, cause you you can find a lot of free TV on the internet. Uh, so that way you, you kind of kind of get both. You get all the access of all the internet plus the, the TV in a way. And I think that helps build your, your internet resourcefulness as well. But if you can find these things, you, you've developed a skill set in itself. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? And uh, I find I spend probably more time on the internet than I probably should. But right now I'm trying to teach myself how to set up some uh, investment tracking spreadsheets, which is a skill I need to learn. I know most of my time in the internet tends to end with me watching a lion eat a gazelle. So, and that's when I know, that's when I know, okay, I've had enough internet for today. The dark world of YouTube. <laughs> it is a vortex. It does, it does suck you in for yeah. sure. All right. So uh, who's up next for their frugal life hack? I Mike? Think, I think it's Mike. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Mike. Mike. Okay. Because I've, okay, I've stole two of Ron's already. So <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, I'll start mine off a little story. Uh, about a month ago at my, uh, my house, we, uh, it, was, it was right near the beginning of the winter. It started getting cold. And our house, um, it just kept dropping in temperature. And uh, we wake up the one morning, and it's like 14 degrees, and it's still like going down. And we can't figure out why. And like we're screwing around with the thermostat, trying to figure out, what, like trying to get the th furnace to start. And it didn't start. So we, uh, I, I'm renting. So we ended up calling our landlords. And um, they, um, they end up bringing a HVAC technician in, come take a look at it. Uh, and it turns out that we were having some problems with our blower uh, in the furnace, like uh, blowing exhaust out. And he fixed that, but then he wasn't able to get it still running. He couldn't figure out why. And a big problem was uh, the filter. It was um, it was very dirty and it hadn't been replaced in a while. Uh, it was really, really disgusting. He showed it to me before he threw it out. And um, so, uh, and I think, I, I don't know for sure, I'm not an HVAC technician, but I, I feel like there was a, that, that caused issues that might have resulted in the blower fan being a problem. And I know I've heard other stories of similar kind of issues. So my uh, frugal life hack would be, uh, changing your filter on your furnace on a regular basis. It can lead to reducing your, your maintenance cost and your furnace going wrong. And uh, another person, they actually had the problem where the furnace broke, uh, their house, the, their pipes froze, burst, and then they, they had a whole bunch of flooding problems. So that's uh, my, my frugal life hack. So I don't know if for, that doesn't really fit my definition. It, it, that's something... Yeah, I, it's I, not I, an everyday one. It, no, it's a good idea, but I, I think you need to do that whether you're uh, frugal or not, you know what I mean. Like that—that's something. That—that's true. That's true. Okay, that, that's yeah, a good point. I, I would say that just falls under general maintenance of any equipment that you own. And uh, I was uh, sent an email off to Trevor about certain maintenance items on your car. Well, I change the air filters in my vehicle, and you know, if I went to the dealership. It would cost me $80 to have that done. It cost me, I think, like 25 to get the two, the 
engine filter and the cabin filter and and 10 minutes total from flipping open the hood till closing it back up again done you know i i i could use some work in that area i i'm (laughs) i'm not motivated to to sort of learn or understand my car and that's 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 not a good excuse eh? i'm saying that's a weakness i need to work on you had mentioned in an email to me that I, I, pay, I paid an astronomical amount to fix a power window, and you had suggested it might have been the contacts that needed cleaning. And I, I drove around in an older car for, I, I don't know, a couple of years with the driver's side window not going down. And again, it was just my reluctancy to, to take the time to learn about automotive maintenance at all. So that, that's a weakness I need to work on for sure. When you go to the mechanic, he has to pretty much guarantee that that window is going to work for a couple of years. So even if it was the switch contacts, he pretty much has to take the motor out in case six months from now it does break on you and you're back at him and it doesn't work anymore. So he's got to do both. The worst that can happen is you're back where you started. That's true. The, if it doesn't work already, what the worst case scenario is yeah. it's still not going to work. It still doesn't work. Mike, I, I do want to go back to kind of like the root of your frugal life hack. So and, and and to Ron's point too, I I almost your I think your frugal life hack has legs in that being being sure to make maintenance a priority saves you money in the long run. So I think that is a I think it's a valid yeah, frugal yeah. life hack yeah. in its more general sense. I spun that I mean, way. If, I would agree actually if you spin it that if way. If you sit back, yeah, yeah, that was the sit- I was coming from was the idea that if you spend a little money to save a lot. That was kind of the angle I was coming from. But uh, I, I can see the point as well that it's just regular maintenance everybody should be doing. But so. but but to the same point, like you you just happen to be renting. But if that so if you let your if you would have let that go farther and you were the house that that the pipes froze and and you flood, well, I mean that just means you weren't making maintenance a priority. So I, if you were making maintenance, some so that landlord should wasn't your landlord might not have been checking as often as he or she should have which means that maybe maintenance wasn't one of their frugal life hacks. Yeah, I would agree that it's spun that way. It, it, it becomes a frugal life hack. Um, so who's up next for their frugal life that'd hack? It'd be, be me, Courtney. Um, just uh, before I get on to my next one, uh, for Michael, uh, since you're renting, you know, you can always go to your landlord and say, do you want us to do these maintenance items on a regular basis for a reduction in our rent? How hard is it to paint walls, right? I like that. You, um, That's how hard is it to go to wherever Home Depot or where some building supply store and get a couple of filters for the furnace and throw them in at the beginning of the winter and throw a new one in and in the summer and say, give us a reduction in rent. You know, a lot of stuff you can do yourself. Uh, like I say, painting is a good one. Uh, grass cutting. I don't know if that's in your. Somebody does it for you, but uh, no, we don't have any grass at our house. Oh well, <laughs> there you go. Simple solution. The snow shoveling. But with Ron's, anyway, just a suggestion. With with, a suggestion. with that suggestion, you could get maybe not uh, ongoing reductions in rent, but you can get one offs. Like if you were to, yeah, paint the front porch, you could say, you know, is that worth you know half of my rent if I do that this this month? That that's a really good idea. I love that. That's a true point. I know I'm I'm looking to actually move uh, out of the current house, and I got five of the roommates, so uh, I might uh, put them to work, and uh, yep. so that's a good suggestion. Okay, so my uh, next uh, life frugal life hack is uh, 
Well, these are concerning food and food prep. Uh, like uh, Michael said, uh, make your own lunches. Get yourself a cast iron frying pan. Forget Teflon. Cast iron will last you the rest of your life and the rest of your kid's life. It's indestructible. Virtually, uh, you can use it on the stove. You can use it in the oven. You can make whatever you want in it, spaghetti sauce, stew, whatever. Probably make soup in it. I never have made it in mine, but it lasts forever. It's indestructible. You don't have to be replacing it when the Teflon coating wears off, and it really does not add Teflon into your food. (laughs) And the other thing would be to get yourself a freezer, because when uh, a good buy comes at the supermarket, you may want to stock up uh, for a couple of months. Don't get so much that you can't use it within a couple of months, but, you know, you, you like the deal at the this uh, grocery store, then you don't buy two, freeze one. No, I, I like that. You know, if I think of the number of Teflon frying pans I've owned over the years, I, I probably have spent, you know, I'm going to say hundreds of dollars on Teflon frying pans because they, they do have a shelf life, that's for sure. You know, the advertisement is non-stick, but they always seem to get to the point where they don't. They start sticking. <laughs> they start sticking, yep. And, and it's disturbing because something actually, the, the Teflon is actually, you know, uh, wearing away. I mean, and like Ron and said. You're ingesting it. You're ingesting it. And I don't remember seeing that in the Canada Food Guide. I really like, um, and I really like your point about buying a big chest freezer because, I mean, you could even freeze the meals that you make in there, have nice, easy go-to dinners and lunches for going to work, going for school. So I really, really like that point. And I mean, I, I think, I mean, I, I, this is, I'm about to introduce, I have another frugal life hack that, I mean, it won't accommodate having a big chest freezer, but I think if you have the capability to, to have one, use one, then I think that's awesome. And I think chest freezers freeze your food at a, at a, a you know, a deeper temperature than a fridge freezer. So I think they're not one in the same. I think a chest freezer takes it to another level. So this one may not be accessible. The freezer may not be accessible to everyone because People may not have the room for one, right? You, you have a need a certain amount of space to be able to accommodate a chest freezer of some sort. But you can get a pretty small chest freezer into an, an apartment. True, yeah. And then, uh, you know, when you're making a meal, make enough for the next day. Leftovers are better. I don't know about you, but I think leftovers are, taste much better the second day than they did even the first day. Well, it, I cannot agree more. Yeah, when you didn't have to slave over making it and you just get to enjoy eating it, I, th- I think it brings a, a different level of satisfaction to the meal. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, you just throw it in the microwave, nuke it up or however you want to heat it up. And uh, it's uh, very enjoyable. So do you guys mind if I bring forth another one of my frugal life hacks? So long you're not Go stealing ahead. one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> so my second one, because my first one already got stolen, was um taking or being mindful of the transportation you're taking so uh i i i take the bus to work every single day i i love walking places um i used to have a bike that i used to ride to but uh public transportation and and i like it to the point where i think i probably will have tra- public take public transportation even when and if, if, when i can actually afford a car i mean right now i'm just starting out so public transportation is the most economical solution but there's a lot of and we had a we had an episode on transportation too, so this is kind of leeching off that. But there's a lot of 
uh, things you don't have to worry about when like road conditions, if you are taking the bus, because you just, you, you, you're not relying on yourself to get, you're, you're relying on kind of the bus driver to get you there as well. So I, 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 there's a lot of benefits. I mean, there are some downsides, but that would be kind of one of my big ones. So one of my definitions of, of a frugal life hack, I keep adding them is it generally requires effort. A frugal life hack generally requires some form of effort that you're not currently exerting. And so taking public transit, it requires more planning, more uh, accommodations to your schedule. So I, I and like that And you usually have one. to walk to the bus stop. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's also the time value uh, or the money value of your time, right? Because uh, if you can get on public transportation and make use of that time, usually a, a public transportation is longer than private transportation uh, with all the stops and starts. So, you know, maybe you got an iPad or something and you plug in and listen to an audio book. Great uh, use of that time. Listen to Simple Money Solutions. Yeah, that's yeah, a podcast. Plug, plug. <laughs> uh, so then that that is a good, yeah, I agree with you, Courtney. Great use of your saving uh, money without having uh, your own private transportation. And, you know, you can get off and stop and pick up your groceries for the day or the evening and get back on the bus and go home. So Courtney, Perfect. you mentioned you mentioned you, you you used to ride a bike. What happened to your bike? Oh, that's another story. That city so that, that city's incredibly hard on bikes. Oh man, story time with Courtney. So my bike actually got stolen. So I think that that's we could all do a whole other episode. And actually, Mike, your bike got stolen in the same city. Um, I, so that's that's another issue in itself. But yeah, so I mean, you, you try your best, but. I, Ron, I do want to say that I really like, I like your point about how you can make the use, make the most out of bus, taking the bus, because I know everything's always about perspective. Everything, you can take the bus and you can be grumpy about it because it takes you five times longer to get somewhere. Or you can take the bus and realize that if I were driving right now, I wouldn't be able to read my book. So I really like that kind of more positive outlook on, on something that you, you, you appreciate because it is saving you money. In, in the long run oh yeah you know i mean you don't have a choice if you don't have a vehicle you're either riding your bike or walking or taking the bus or you know transit uh so you know make use of that time and uh even if you know it's for no other reason than to just relax and have a coffee while you're on the bus do that yes. you know yeah just no, enjoy. i agree um so who's up next for the frugal life hack yeah, it's me it's me so no one's actually stole any of mine yet. So my, my third frugal life hack is to air dry your clothes. And this requires effort and time and discipline. But some of the benefits of air drying your clothes is obviously you save on the uh, gas or electric cost of, of a dryer. And it also, your clothes last longer. They last a long, like I, I have jeans I've been wearing for five or six years and they just last a long time. And I used to fall into this trap, but you know, sometimes you, you can convince yourself that your clothes are shrinking. That's why they don't fit anymore. But you could, in essence, be gaining weight, you know, to just, and you really don't know, right? And then until you go to buy new clothes and you say, oh, they must change the sizing on these things. <laughs> <laughs> but if you keep wearing the same pair of pants for five or six years, you know these things are not shrinking. And, and so you, it has a, that extra benefit, I'll guess. We used to, uh, when we lived in southern Ontario, have a, a clothesline. And we used it extensively. I found I was allergic 
to uh, pollens in the summer. So, you know, I'm sleeping and I'm sneezing. Oh. It was a little bit tough. But uh, in the winter, yeah, I mean, the clothes just, everything just smells so much better from being outside. Yeah. Just got that fresh, you know, fresh smell to it. How do you and, dry clothes in the wintertime on clotheslines? Just curious. Well, the, uh, there's, um, the water sublimates. It goes from frozen to evaporating without going into the transition of going back into liquid. It's called mm-hmm. sublimation. But okay. yeah, the, uh, it just, uh, there's um, air is dry in the winter. Air is very dry. And uh, the water will just sublimate into uh, vapor. Um, when we were uh, first uh, married, we did not have a washer and dryer. Uh, so we'd go to a laundromat. And then, you know, uh, try and make that time, again, as efficient uh, use of that time as you could. So we'd go early in the morning, use as many machines as we had to, get some coffee, get a paper, sit there and just, you know, an hour later, it's done for the week. And, you know, you had uh, read your paper, had a coffee, and enjoyed that time instead of making it a chore make it something enjoyable that you're doing together, right? Absolutely. Again, I love that perspective that you turn come as mundane every day, not every day, but maybe weekly tasks that some people just dread into something enjoyable that you and your wife both kind of could, could enjoy together. Yep. And, you know, it's simple. It's, obviously, if you go in the afternoon and all the machines were busy, then it's just drudgery and you got like 20 people around you. But, you know, we found out when they opened up and we were the first ones in there and basically took as many as we needed. <laughs> I do want to and, add that I, I like the drying aspect, too, because, I mean, and you must have felt the same way. I mean, I live in an apartment building right now where it costs to wash and dry, which is the same thing as a, as a laundromat. But so so saving on those drying costs, I mean, a half, I most of my clothes, just because of the material, I, I like to hang dry anyway. But that definitely does. I mean, it's a frugal life hack because it does save you money if you are if you are paying for each load. That's true. That's a good one, Trevor. I'd forgotten about those. But all of these things that we're talking about are pretty much things that our parents did as a matter of course. Yeah, it's going old. Or certainly grandparents, I guess, for Courtney and Michael. It, it's going old school on a lot of things because, like, cable when I was a kid really wasn't a thing. And. Yep. I remember when I was a kid, every backyard had a clothesline in it, right? It was just standard. Yeah. So it, it's, it, so it, it's it's not keeping up with modern ways of life that are going to save you money, I guess, is, is one way of looking at it. And that just gets right back to what Michael was saying is you don't have to keep up with the Joneses. Who yeah. cares what they have? All right. They got a brand new co- uh, car and they just bought a big boat and they got a vacation property up somewhere well who can, they probably are drowning in debt and they're going to declare bankruptcy in a, a year and a half right you don't know i know when i was younger i used to look at uh, those people with envy but as i started understanding the time it requires to pay for things i i now look at them and feel feel bad for them when i see somebody driving to where i work with a brand new truck my heart goes out to them thinking you know I, i'm sorry i wasn't there to help you you know divert the, that bad decision you know what i mean i, I kind of let you down as a friend that's right but you know i you can't live people's lives for them and all you can just say well what would your 
your grandparents have done in that situation. Well, they would have made do with the old truck. And and none of the like I said, none of this stuff we're talking about is is new or revolutionary. People have been doing this forever. And you know, I, another definition I was going to give of, of I keep adding to my definition is is you you generally don't have to spend money to to it to do one of these frugal life hacks. So the the air drying clothes, for example, is. I guess you would need some rope or something, right? But you don't have to invest any money into into achieving that frugal life hack, or, or buying a drying rack if you if you don't have the space for yeah. A I line. guess yep. if there is outlay, it's very small. So, um, who, who's who's up next for the frugal life hack? Or have we have we exhausted all of the all of well, the frugal I'm life hacks? Pretty much exhausted. Um, I think Mike's it's up. more. Okay. I got a, I still got a bunch here. A um, bunch. Oh, a bunch. Are you trying to shame us here or what? <laughs> I got like five more here. What? Well, I, okay. I got I got three like for sure ones, and then I got two like I don't know they're up in the air. So the next one I got is uh, use second tier banking companies. So uh, good, like uh, in one. Canada, we got like our main like you got um, CIBC, uh, Scotia Bank, BMO. I don't I don't know all of them, but you got those main ones, and big then five. from them the big five. Okay, thank you. It's the big five. Yes. So uh, and then from there you you got like these these secondary banks that are uh, a subdivision of them. So for me, I I go with Simply Financial, and it's uh, it used to be formerly um, PC Financial, and uh, it, it's a subdivision of uh, CIBC Banking. And these second tier banking companies, uh, they they usually all um, advertises no fee banking, and uh, I don't know. I think it's really really awesome. So like. Um, every month, like people apparently pay uh, banking fees. I've never had that before, so I don't know what the deal is with that. But I know I don't pay banking fees, which is nice. E-transfers, checks, it's all free. So it's, there's, there's literally no cost to banking and no transaction fees, nothing. So that's uh, another life hack. I'd like, I'd like to piggyback on the back of that one and just extend that to uh, cell phone service as well. I, I use public mobile, and the, the cost of public mobile is... It is like for thirty-five bucks. I can call anywhere in the province. I I have almost unlimited data and texting. So the one the, the one problem with uh with the the phones and I I kind of I was contemplating that one was uh is the fact that a lot of people they get stuck in plans and in order to get out of them you got to pay a ton of money to get out of them. Uh, so that that was the reason I wasn't I didn't mention that one. Well, another okay, not to but don't don't buy a phone on a contract is a frugal life hack in itself, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So to to extend off that and to your, to Trevor's point about how sometimes frugal life hacks involve effort. Um, anyone who's not familiar with both of these uh, these um, two avenues, there is no actual physical location you can go to. There's there's ATMs that you can. Um, deposit money in for for simply and and then you can go pick up your sim card they're uh, available at walmart but there's no actual physical location you can go get help at it's more just call in and talk to someone so i mean it, it depends what you value as important if you value if you value saving money and and, and living frugally that way then that's important but um i i think there's always again like trevor said there's always sometimes a little bit more effort that you need to exert well uh, i guess it's my turn now Yep. This would probably be, I don't know if it's a hack. This is just, I mean, such basic, basic stuff. If you have a credit card, pay it off every month. If you can, if you're buying something and you can't pay it off that month, wait until you can. 
simple. You don't need it that badly, right? So uh, just use your credit cards wisely. Uh, use them, you know, just as uh, instead of a debit card, just use your credit card. You get air miles points or if you're on air miles or cash back or whatever. And uh, don't... Uh, uh, go so go so deep in the hole that you can't pay it off at the end of the month. Yeah, I would extend that to say use it as a as a transaction tool, not not a, a credit tool. You know, use it use the use it as a to gain all of its perks, but don't if if you're using the credit aspect, meaning you're carrying a balance, you're just going down a slippery slope for sure. Another thing, I'll, I'll piggyback off this one. This is one of my uh, hacks was to, to keep your credit card at home. So if you don't trust yourself that you're not going to like um, you're going to fall victim to, to consumerism, leave your credit card at home and it's just one less way you can pay for things. And then you're forced to say like like to actually use cash and, or like obviously debit or not like which is obviously cash. I would read an article where somebody actually they freeze their credit card in a block device in their freezer and this is this is particularly for the online shopping like Amazon and stuff. Although a lot of times those things remember your credit card, but they froze their credit card in the freezer. By the time it thawed out, they would have had this cool, literally a cool down period to to reassess their purchase decision. Wow, that's dedication. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, delayed gratification. You can sleep on it over a night or over a week and say. You know, I really didn't need that whatever I thought I really needed so badly. Maybe I don't need it at all. So, uh, yeah, just, uh, well, Trevor, you probably can see this. I'm not sure Courtney and Michael can because they're, they've grown up in it. But right now we are living in what I would call a, a sea of excess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everything is more, more power, faster cars, more channels on whatever right supersize me big gulp right yeah. everything is bigger it's not necessarily better i always say this to myself i remember the single blade razor blade you know and there was just the one blade <laughs> and now i think you can get like five right so the the, the mentality it seems to always you know like you say add more add more add more at some point we got to peak and I got to think they're going to start saying less is more. It has to sort of end somewhere. This, this more can't continue. It's, it's unsustainable. I think that's kind of what, uh, Josh and Ryan from the minimalist, that's kind of their mission is like, I think they're trying to get that out more and more to people that less is more and like choose quality over quantity and stuff. Well, in everything being consumers, goods being primarily made in China, uh, Ron would remember this. The, the, I always go back to a toaster uh, the cost of a toaster was, uh, w for my parents, was an astronomical investment compared to like a toaster you buy today. And it's this made-in-China mentality that, that things are just disposable. They're short-term decisions. You don't really have to think these things through. Oh, yeah. For example, uh, when we got married, my parents gave us a microwave, which at the time was a pretty big investment. I just replaced the microwave at the house here. I just went over to uh, Goodwill and for, I think it was 14 or $15, got one that was clean, relatively new, and just replaced it. So wow. That's, it, you know, that's, go to places like Goodwill. You know, you don't have to go to the top tier shopping center or retailer uh, as your first choice for anything. You know, there may be somebody who's 
doesn't need anymore and you you know you're going to help somebody out uh, or help a, a group out uh, by purchasing something that is you can get use out of for uh, you know relatively few dollars we have a store here in my town it's called beyond the blue box so the blue box being the recycling container and it's called beyond the blue box and it's just a place where people take donations in our town and you can go in and buy things and a lot of things they sell they sell it by the pound and so you can buy books there by the pound, which, you know, a book doesn't weigh that much. It's, I think the most I've ever paid for a book is 50 cents. You can buy light fixtures by the pound. Again, light fixtures don't weigh a lot. So it, it's, uh, I, I'm actually sitting in a chair that I bought there, like a like a, a desk chair with wheels. I bought there for 20 bucks. So I, I think I, I love buying used and I'll go on and on about it for weeks till my wife says enough. Okay, you got a deal. We get it. <laughs> you can stop going on about that, right? Tell and, us about that time you yeah. bought your suit from Valley Village. Yeah, yeah. I, I bought a, I bought a, a suit. I, literally, somebody outgrew this suit. I mean, weight wise, it it literally had tags on it still. I got it for thirty bucks. It was it was easily a two two hundred two hundred fifty dollars suit. I have wore that thing I think six seven times already, and every time I put it on, my wife says, "Don't even start." I know you got a deal on the suit, okay? We've heard it. Don't and she says, please don't tell the people we're going, you know, to a wedding or whatever. They've heard it too. So enough about the suit. So I, I tend you know, to we could go overboard in this direction, you know. So do you have to, you know, remember the time or the money value of your time, right? So uh, yes, if you're gonna be in the area and you need something specific that, you know, some place like uh, Goodwill or Value Village might have. It may be worthwhile to go in, but um, don't go overboard looking to save the, the absolute last nickel. You know what I mean? Well, you know, and the most, it's most effective, I find, if you go there looking for something specific, you never find it. It's never there, and you always end up making sort of, some sort of concession. But if you go there just periodically browsing... And just keep it in the back of your mind. Oh, I saw this there. You know, I if I if I ever needed it, maybe it'll still be there. You know, a month from now. But uh, you're you're right. You don't want to be traveling from town to town to town searching for this uh, secondhand suit. And you would have spent you know that much in gas, and and your time again is worth something. I'll give Trevor one here because uh, it's his. But uh, I don't know if he remembers it. Uh, shopping online uh, when you before you go to pay, if you log out. Uh, or something, Trevor. You explain this one because yeah, it's, it's your thing. So a lot of times, particularly with Amazon, if you're if you're shopping for something, you say you found a some Bluetooth earbuds, <laughs> some crazy like that, right? And you, you put, crazy. You you put them in your shopping cart and you go all the way to the checkout where you're about to pay, and then you don't you don't pay. You just leave it your screen like that. A lot of times, I used to think it was a coincidence, but it's not. You go back a day or two later, and that thing is on sale. You know, it's it's them saying. It, well, they're trying to entice me to buy it. And I can count maybe five times where there's something I've put in my basket and then I, I, I you know, just coincidentally never finished the transaction, went back to the next day and I go, oh, this thing's, you know, it's 10% off. And so uh, sometimes it works. I, I don't know if it's my imagination. How many times have you pushed it before? Like, like have you have you done that multiple times where they put it on sale and like oh I'm still not sure and then you you leave it a couple of days and does it go further on sale? No, no, it's just a one. It'll no, just, it's just yeah. the one 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 chance. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, it does. It doesn't keep getting cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. I've just it, <laughs> it's gone on sale coincidentally and it's in my basket and I never finished a transaction. So does does anyone have any life hacks left? 
Yeah, I got a couple more left. <laughs> Keep going, just, Mike. Keep going. Okay, so one, this one's an iffy one. I was one I kind of, um, it goes along the lines of um, the whole thing we're talking about, valuing your time. So one that I had uh, was taking vitamins. Uh, I know I take vitamin C uh, and a couple other like multivitamins and stuff uh, every day. And uh, I know it, it, it helps and I've noticed, uh, especially in the cold and flu season, I, I get sick less often. And it got me thinking, okay, so... If I'm less sick, there's more chances for me to do what I want to do. I'm not like if I'm not messing work, you know, I'm able to go with my friends and stuff. So I started thinking about it. Maybe you don't see the any savings um, um, money wise in your pocket. But like I think for the sake of your time, you value that a bit more. Um, I don't know your thoughts. Um, I would agree. I, I think just a healthy diet in general, it can, can serve a lot of benefits. You know, if you're getting a well-rounded diet, you're probably getting most of the nutrients you need, but maybe in the in the cold and flu season, that extra uh, dose of vitamin C and stuff could probably make a difference. The last one I have is um, using budgeting apps, or if, if you don't feel comfortable using budgeting apps, um, there's usually typical like golden rules you can use to keep track of roughly how much you're spending. And I think uh, if you can highlight how much you're spending, you can really identify areas where you can save and, or uh, improve on your, your spending habits. So I'm going to disagree with that as a frugal life hack. And I'm going to disagree with because that is a, a life requirement. That is a frugal life hack is something that can make, well, make you more efficient at life. Well, the problem is I think people aren't doing that. So like it's, it, it looks like, uh, for me and you, it's something that it seems like a basic life requirement, but there's a lot of people that I think need to start doing that. And it might appear to them like a hack. Okay, so so somebody like, who's yeah. who's not at the 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 top end of their yeah, personal yeah. finance game, this could be a, a frugal life hack a, in a, their eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like it's, it, I think it can be a game changer in the the grand scheme of things for people who aren't. But, but I, was, I agree, it is something you should just be doing. I would say most of the listeners of this show probably uh, are pretty <laughs> dialed into that. I, I would hope anyway. I would agree with that. That's um, uh, you know. And you have to be doing that before you get so deep into debt that it's an impossibility to get out of it or a struggle. Uh, Well, let's say you're just finished university. You should be tracking your expenses pretty closely, I should say, very accurately. And, And once you get into the habit, it's not that much more difficult to continue, you know, after you're married and you have a family, you know, it's just a continuation of what you've been doing uh, basically your whole life up to now. And, um, but I agree with Michael that uh, uh, tracking and budgeting and planning is a necessary life skill, shall we say? Yeah. I, I think if, if, if you want to survive at, at any level of, of financial well-being, I, I, I think that can't be a hack. It needs to be uh, just like eating. You know what I mean? You just oh, something. A philosophy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a way of living. Yeah, it cannot be any other way. Well, I mean, you can do it, but you know where that direction leads and leads into uh, uh, bankruptcy, I would say, or certainly strained uh, financial resources. So, so, Mike, I, I hate to squash yet one more of your frugal life hacks. Fair <laughs> I, enough, I hope you're enough. not taking no, it you, personal. But maybe you've you got, got one a good more. point there. Maybe no, you have I got, I got one no more, more I can squash. I mean, just another one. <laughs> I am out. I'm pretty flat right now. So, 
Well, on that note, I think we've uh, brought forth a lot of awesome frugal life hacks. Before we end the show, I, I do want to thank you, Ron, for being with us today and, and being a part of our, our roundtable discussion on life frugal life hacks that you've practiced that have made your, li- your life easier. But before we end, does anyone have any kind of final takeaway thoughts from, uh, from today's episode? Yeah, I'm going to say it, it, introduce some frugal life hacks into your life, but, but do them one at a time. Don't, don't sort of start with a whole bunch because it becomes unsustainable. You get a frugal life hack ingrained in your life so it becomes a habit, and then you move on to the next one so it becomes a habit. And before you know it, your life is just full of frugal life hacks that, that it become effortless to do. I agree. That's um, good advice. If I could add uh, something that I mentioned before, if you want to know how to do it, talk to your grandparents. Talk to your parents. They've been through this before. They will tell you exactly what they did and they will say it with pride. So on that note, thank you so much to our listeners for joining us on this episode for Frugal Life Hacks. And Ron, thank you so much for being here with us. We really appreciate it. Oh, it's been my pleasure, Courtney. Thank you for inviting me. Until next week, keep it simple. 